0: Stretching things out. You should get money for that, man. <laughs> sure. Be so dirty I'd become one of those can girls or something, you know. There you go. Just sell that ass to all, all the willing bears out there. There's a lot of them out there.
1: There you go. Just go for it. Get you some money.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Get that work. Get like that work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. Well, I'm looking at you, and I'm wondering what you're going to do. Looks like you've got no.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Sunbeef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me tonight after a little bit of an absence, but you know, she, she's always welcome back, for sure. The lovely Iris is here.
1: Hello, hello, and hello to
0: you, Gary. It's been a long time, but... Well, the way we, the way we release episodes, it, it, it's, it hasn't been that long at all in, 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 in podcast <laughs> realms. So if you're listening to these uh, in subsequent listens, it hasn't been that long at all, people. So <laughs> so glad she's here, though. Awesome, you know. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, I missed recording
0: with y'all. I uh, missed you as well. You know, Elsie missed. Uh, this, this is a nice surprise for for us and for all of you. Uh, making his way back after hunting wolverines in the Arctic or something. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure if that fits well, but uh, he's here. He in all of his glory, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. Jeffrey X Martin, how you doing, sir?
3: Hello, Gary.
0: How you how you doing, man? How are you? Oh, oh, fun. <laughs> derp. Okay. No, it's it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you back on, man. I've I've been, I've been missing you, you know this, you know.
3: Yeah, no. <clears throat> I know. I know. It's um <clears throat> it's a rare occasion that I get to uh to do this anymore, so and I'm, and I'm glad we picked such excellent um, yeah. pieces of film to well, discuss. I thought
1: you were going to
0: say POS, but hey, yeah. <laughs> oh man, well I'll, I'll ask him first because I, I know he watches a lot, and because uh, uh, his because of his his other job. Uh, Jeffrey X Martin, what you been watching, sir?
3: Um, I've been watching a lot of hot garbage lots of stuff on prime video which is just the streaming site dumpster it is a trash bin there are horrible things on there and you gotta dig for them but i watch stuff like um uh blood beat is what i watched most recently which is about um a psychically controlled samurai warrior who roams through rural wisconsin and kills people wearing flannel oh nice yeah you think that it, <laughs> so, it sounds great when i describe it the execution is not so great in either definition of of that term but
0: mark searing gives it a b plus you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> good for I'm, I'm glad that mark enjoyed that that's the best i can say but yeah so i just i watch a lot of i watch a lot of trash on prime and then i write about it over at biff bam pop um a column over there every Thursday called Prime in the Dustbin. So if you are really that interested to know what I've been watching, go check that out because I've been doing that since April, I guess. There's a lot of terrible things on there, including the sequel to The Warriors. Which,
0: what? Why? Wait. I, I heard that was a thing. Is that still on there?
3: Yeah, yeah. The Warriors. Alamo City. Mm. Because, of course, why wouldn't there be warriors out in Texas.
0: Yeah, well, you know,
3: <laughs> yes. it's a much longer it's a much longer walk to Coney Island from Austin.
0: But Michael Beck, <laughs> Mike, Michael Beck does does dot a cowboy hat in, in Megaforce, so there's that. So <laughs> fair enough. Could have been foreshadowing. Oh, I hope not. Warriors, <laughs> warriors of the future. You know? Oh
1: good Oh no, wait, that's that's the Bronx. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah, or Warriors of the Wasteland. <laughs> yeah, were Kami in there.
0: Oh man! Anything else, sir? Um, no. I said we were next talking about the Great British Bake Off in a long, long time. I was, I was totally expecting. From I haven't, you know, I haven't, I
3: haven't watched it in a long, long time. It's, it's funny. A,
0: it's a special report on the Great British Bake Off. I'm kind of disappointed, man. But ah,
3: uh... <laughs> uh, you know, had some lifestyle changes.
0: That's so. okay.
3: That it is. It's all right.
0: Anyway, hi Gary Hi hi X <laughs> Iris, what have you been watching?
1: I, I don't know why but I've been on this and maybe it was because it's the sign of the times or maybe the American Horror Story but I've been on this apocalyptic movie thing I watched Threads and then I watched The Day After and then The Day After Tomorrow and, yeah, I've just been watching these apocalyptic movies and going, okay, so to survive, I better not be doing that. Or, hmm, I should think about this. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much
0: all I've been doing. I don't know why I've been watching these movies, but there I be. There you be. What have I been watching? I, I, I watch some stuff that um, I'll mention a couple things that I mentioned on the last show. Uh, if you haven't seen the Love Gilda documentary by Gilda Radner, I, I recommend that wholeheartedly. To go check that out because wonderful woman and uh they took a, a lot of the narration from tapes that they found and and when after she passed away and so it's like she's narrating herself throughout this whole documentary and it's oh uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's really good I, I recommend it uh i i dished through some some prime stuff i guess more more i, I would you call it more quality because some of this is garbage Uh, But what is that garbage is still um, Slumber Party Massacre. They put the nice uh, Blu-ray cut of that on at Prime, and it looks real sharp. Probably more sharper than it needs to be, but it still holds up pretty well. Um, Now Slumber Party Massacre 2, not so much. I I I watched this for the first time in a long time, because this is the first one that I've seen. This is the one they played on cable all the time. I, I used to think the guy in, in the fringe leather jacket with the drill guitar was really cool when I was a kid. Now it's just stupid. I, don't, I can't pick the more dumb part about this movie. Him or this, this girl band that shows up throughout singing songs. Well, lip-syncing songs. I think that the girl band in question is known as Wednesday Week in real life. and I wouldn't recommend listening to any of their music because they're like a bullshit version of the Bangles. And you should never be a bullshit version of the Bengals. You need to go full Bengals or go home, in 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 my house. Cause yeah, I, out of my face. Who, who is? What's up? And the holograms. Jim, what about Jim and the holograms?
3: Who is worse, Wednesday Week or Jim and the holograms?
0: See, I, I watched Jim and the holograms on on the USA because it was in that block of cartoons, and I think I would have kept watching like, waiting for, like, Denver the Last Dinosaur to come on if I didn't enjoy it just a little bit. Uh, So, I'm I'm gonna say Wednesday week is worse than Gem and the Holograms because Gem and the Holograms are obviously so truly, truly, truly outrageous. So, it says so in the song. So, I can't deny that, you know.
3: Yes, all songs tell truth.
0: (laughs) That's that's just some self-confidence. You just gotta sell the people. You, You have to believe it, and they became rock stars through through a computer, and, you know...
1: Wait, hasn't anybody... That's what everybody else has done since then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they, 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 they make... Yeah, whatever, though. I don't know. They did Their computer didn't have magical powers that turned them from fashion associates into rock stars. And they had rival... Uh, I forget the rival band from Gem and the Holograms, but they had it a rival... It was the Misfits. It was the Misfits, yes, indeed. <laughs> the things I do to, to, to get to watch *Ever the Last Dinosaur. You watch Jem and the Holograms* and, <laughs> and *The Shirt Tales* and uh, what else ran on USA? I forget *The Littles*. I think was in that mix and um, the, Littles. *The Littles*. And then of course uh, *American Gladiators* and stuff like that. It's, it's all it's all a good summertime fair. But I'm gonna leave uh, Jem at the door there. And, yeah, but uh, you know what?
3: Denver, the last dinosaur, he is your friend and a whole lot more.
0: And uh, he, he's he's a, he's the dinosaur that can run a skateboard clearly and play the guitar. Why wouldn't you want this friend, you know? I, I, I loved that show. <laughs> there wasn't many episodes, but damn, was it enjoyable. Man, um, what else did I watch? I rewatched a couple of things. Never rewatched The Florida Project for, like, the fifth time, because that's, that's that's bad news written all over it every time, because it's not that it's not a well-made, well-constructed film. It's that end will, will punch you in the gut, because you know that girl's going to welfare services and by the end of that movie, in a it's not as happy as it plays out at the end of that movie, and uh... yeah, don't don't watch rewatched Florida Project if, you, if you're feeling down at all because it'll be like, yeah, your mother's a whore. Sorry, little girl, you're going to welfare services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, t- uh, I rewatched um, what else? There's something else in there too that was that was good that I uh I finished watching. I finished watching Big Mouth on Netflix. Show still very funny but the show is going to get so canceled when a uh, white suburbanite mom finds her eight-year-old watching Big Mouth on TV, <coughs> and they get to the Planned Parenthood episode. They'll, they'll get to that, and uh, it's just going to be a bad time for, for the parent to watch that with their children, saying, hey, who produced this? Netflix did, and they made it accessible to your children. But it's very, very funny. I, I I laugh pretty hard, but I'm of age to watch that kind of thing. Um, huh. TV's been on. I've been watching some some TV. The, the my, my shows have restarted. I haven't watched uh the new Supernatural yet, but um I watched Riverdale. That came on Wednesday night. I watched that. I watched Flash on Tuesday night. On a on a Riverdale kick. Uh, that's that's dedicated to Andrew and Maddie for sure. Who <laughs> you should have been hearing them on the episode before this one, but. That recording got lost, so we're going to do something neat for the Halloween episode, I think. Um, But uh, yeah, a lot of shirtless Archie on that show. So I'm sure the gaze of the females would have been going insane. Because, you know, he don't wear a shirt much in that first episode, and uh, they've been very impressed with that. And uh, they're diving into more supernatural stuff in the the town of Riverdale, which uh, I was waiting for it to happen. And it did at the end of the episode, and the Sabrina show is coming, which looks very exciting to me. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching that, too. But besides that, I don't watch much TV except for the hero stuff. And, of course, Riverdale and whatever else strikes my fancy on a on a, a binge watch, possibly, to, to catch up to some shows. But I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to kick it to our next segment, and uh, which is the beef bitches of mashed potatoes.
4: Okay, who gets the burley beef?
3: Uh, I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't he order gets fries. Mine's the
4: deluxe. Okay, who gets the burley beef?
0: our guest x what's your beef sir if anything
3: i have no beefs which is interesting because you know since we moved out um into a more rural part of knoxville i'm 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 a lot calmer so there's really not that much that um that pisses me off anymore which i know is boring that's not great you know that's terrible for a show But it's really good for my head, so fuck your show. And my head's good.
0: (laughs) It's good. It's good to be happy, man. I imagine.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I have, I I have no beef except in a crock pot.
0: Okay, Uh man, that's delicious. Uh, Iris, what about you, girl?
1: And I too have no beef. Just extremely grateful the of the way my dad's recuperating. So. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, he's not where he wants to be, but he's exactly where the doctors think he should be right now, mm-hmm. recuperating wise And, uh, you know, he's still slow moving around, and he hates not being able to just jump in the car and go somewhere. But, um, you know, that's why I stayed home this whole month uh, for them, so I could, you know, take a Monday week to go. just Basically take care of them, because both, you know, does not just my dad, but my mom also has to you know, she's dealing with a lot. And uh she sometimes kinda gets a little sad, but you know, I'll take her out and we have some fun and things get better. So yeah, I no beefs, just completely grateful that my dad got through the surgery and made the hooker.
0: That's good, babe. I'm glad. Do I have a beef oh. this week? Uh-oh. Oh yeah, I will I'll bring up the one <clears throat> one of the ones that I said last time when the ship recording got lost. This is a pretty important one though. Uh I went to the the Massacre uh, Film Festival at, at the lovely Davis Theater in Chicago, um, saw all kinds of neat films uh, that, that, I, that I've seen before, uh, a couple I haven't seen before, I finally watched Nightbreed in Full, uh, <laughs> which is a much more funnier conversation last time, because I, I described the creatures of the film as Gleep and floop de because I was that bored with most of them. And just hearing Jamie say kleep and floop doos kind of made that recording worthwhile. But that recording is lost. But uh, I saw that, and I saw Female Trouble on the big screen for the very first time, and it was a lot of fun with the group because, you know, there was a lot of laughs, people who didn't see it before, a lot of oohs and ahs, and, you know. Anyway, back to the task at hand. Uh, my beef is with people who go on my Facebook, my Facebook uh, <coughs> feed and fat shame people, which isn't cool. So if you're one of those people that were... Uh, uh commented on my Tuesday night picture for, from that evening. She's a lovely lady who was there with her mother, who stayed there till one thirty in the morning hanging out with the fans and signing autographs. And I don't think uh I, I don't I know I don't and I don't think she would either uh talk about that she was a little thick, that she, she got a lot thinner now, okay? Like jokingly. I, I don't I don't I don't appreciate people shaming people on my line. I don't appreciate people shaming people, period. So if you're one of those people that that do that on my feed and elsewhere go fuck yourself because you know what she probably worked real hard to get to where she is and she don't need you doing that yeah just just stop it yeah that that's, that's that's my shmeal, man i i hate that shit it hurts people's fucking feelings and stuff and I, I don't i don't particularly like that and uh especially with this is a person who's my <clears throat> my friend on facebook and she liked the pic she liked the post clearly she saw it i just hope she didn't see the the underlying comments below if they, if that would not be nice but um yeah shitty hey, don't do it
3: people are animals they are just terrible and disappoint you in the worst possible ways
1: well, not only that it's easy to you know hide behind a fucking screen and say all that shit uh, but you it, know.
0: Was, it wasn't hateful or anything just the fact that they said it and i was like this I felt really uneasy about. I was like, "Nah, don't do that. That's that's, that's not correct." You know, <clears throat> fucking people. I'm, I'm gonna leave that at that and uh, move on to our features, which uh, X has curated the show for from from <laughs> from Amazon Prime. Some of their selections, and uh, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. We're gonna talk about two films tonight, and uh, X, you want to tell us what they are, man?
3: We're going to look at a couple of um, post-Jaws rip-offs um, dealing with creatures that live under the sea who like to eat human flesh. We're looking at Chuck Russell's Up From the Depths and William Greffe's Mako Jaws of Death, which I can't wait to get into because what the hell is that? <laughs> Actually, I know exactly what it is and I will tell you what it is when we get finished talking about it. So. Cool. Got figure it figured out.
0: Yes, indeed. Magical medallions and whatnot, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna get in go the chronological way on this one. And we're gonna get into Mako the Jaws of Death First from nineteen seventy six, right after this. Hey Paul, what I was thinking is that
5: I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to, like, write a skit, develop a whole thing, and we have a backstory, and. but, well, I don't know, that might be kind of too long, so... Like
3: screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and... Yeah, yeah. Well, what about... I like it.
5: Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just, like, reach out to Robert England himself, and maybe he can you know just record a promo for us sometime do you think i, I mean I, we might have to like raise some money
2: we
3: can do a kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like robert england and
2: you know sure, just sure. just
3: all kinds of actors and and i think people will do that i think sure
5: why not well you know i don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us i like that you can find us at who will survive on itunes stitcher on the legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on facebook and instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it
3: underwater Uh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal
5: and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool
4: as you face the jaws of death. Here is the story of a man determined to stop the killing of sharks. You didn't catch this shark. Sure I did. Alone, he dares defend man's most dreaded enemy, destroying all who defied his warnings.
2: They well, can't go ahead and just kill all the sharks because they don't understand them. Now can they? Then put a bounty on him.
4: In a moment of danger, deadly sharks once saved his life Now, he lives and kills as one of them. Blood brother in a mysterious shark cult. You don't have to be afraid of any shark when you're with me. And
2: now, without further delay, I'm proud to present the Aquamades
4: real live. Here is sheer terror, unforgettable action, captured with some of the most daring underwater photography ever brought to the motion picture screen. Stark, chilling realism that plunges you into a twilight world of thrashing danger. Filmed without the benefit of cages, mechanical sharks, or other protective devices, a unique adventure that thrusts you into the
0: jaws of death. Marco. Not Mako, Mako. I keep saying Mako because of the actor. Mako. Uh, I'm going to Mako
3: it, so you might as well just
0: go and do it. The Jaws of Death from 1976. Uh, plot synopsis is this: It sounds like The Last Dragon. The man accidentally learns that he has a mystical connection with sharks. It is given a strange medallion by a shaman, back shaman. Becoming more and more alienated from normal society, he develops an ability to communicate with sharks telepathically, setting out to destroy anyone who harms sharks. Yeah. Ready to go into this right now. I'm going to kick at the Iris first and ask her what she thought of Mako, the Jaw of Death. <laughs>
1: well, the film, even though it was... Technically, the film kind of sucks, okay? It, it, some parts are so dark, you can't see what the hell you're, you're watching. Um and there are but the underwater photography in this is like very I liked it. It was very beautiful. Um but the only beef I have with Mako, the jaws of death, is that none of those sharks were Makos. They were tiger sharks, but hey, you know, again, technicality. Um um and Mr. Aquaman himself, Sonny, <laughs> who was out there um swimming with the sharks. Yeah, he was interesting, and just to see how he—he was such a—it's—it's kind of like that and and the the, that anti-hero type of guy, you know. It's the—he's the loner. He's not—he's reluctant. He's the one that's taking care of the sharks, and everybody is just bad. And the things happen to him throughout this movie, um, shark-wise. It's kind of like pissy with humans because you know humans are shitbags um, the The doctor watching the pregnant female and what happens there and um, of course and also uh, Sammy was the other shark he, he named the shark Sammy and Matilda uh, Sammy uh, gets put in this tank with this lady who swims like a little mermaid and um, You know, the the, the guy, the proprietor, which is, let's see, what was that guy? Oh, yeah, Buffy D, Marty. Uh, He has, like, these frequencies in there, and I find it interesting that they're only affecting the shark, and not her, because if it was in the water, it would have come through everything, but whatever. Again, technicality. Um, You know, they were screwing with the shark, and he got pissed, and So I can see why he he was such a loner and would uh, prefer the company of sharks instead of humans, (laughs) because that's just how we are. Uh, But it it was a fun movie to watch again. um, (laughs) So at one point, uh, these two guys, uh, they're just awful. Pete and Charlie, uh, they are out there and they find out where the supposed reef or sanctuary of sharks are. And they're out there just shooting sharks for the hell of it. Now, some of this footage, though, does kind of bother me, you know, because uh, there's one point you see a shark hooked on a fishing line. And, uh, I mean, it's for real. You know, no CG at this time. And that kind of, that bothered me. Uh, And then there was where the bang stick, one of the tiger sharks get banged on on the head, and you clearly see it hurt it. Yeah, those two things kind of bothered me, but then thinking of putting myself in context, and at that time, that wasn't a big deal. I mean, sharks were the 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 scariest thing in the water at the time because of, of course, movies like Jaws and all these other movies that followed quite quickly. So um, at the time, it you know, jog, you know, sharks were seen as just these awful things that would eat you. And they had no purpose but that out in the ocean. So, you know, we didn't know very much about sharks back then. Scientifically, I guess, of their, where they fit in in the ecology. So, uh, but besides that, there's these guys up there, right? And they're shooting and everything. And uh, old odd job there, Pete, um, he's holding, (laughs) and it looks like an M14, uh, and when he is shooting this rifle, supposedly in his sweet little black tidy whities, uh, he he puts it in his sternum. He puts the gun on his sternum, and you hear the kapow! And I'm like, dude, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. Cause that's not, I mean, th- yeah, no, that just can't happen. <laughs> but um, you know, but just just little technicalities. But some of the deaths were really good because I like the way Pete and Charlie met their end. I will give that away just in case people do want to watch this. That was kind of creative and I really like that. Uh, but um, the ending was kind of like, um, kind of expected, but I was a little sad because I was hoping that he would just swim off into the sunset with the sharks and, you know, just basically give the finger to humankind and just go live in the water. Uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, but all in all, I did enjoy watching the film. Cool.
0: Thanks.
3: Iris, I'm going to respectfully disagree with your um position that that Shark Boy is an anti-hero because I'm reasonably sure that he's actually a fucking moron.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Now here's why I think this. Okay. First of all, he's he's this big shark protector, right? He loves the sharks and he goes around basically serial killing anybody who kills his little sharky friends. You know, he just scuba's up there like the dude from Amsterdam and just kind of, you know, climbs up onto their boats and gaffs them and does whatever he needs to do to them. But if he's so protective of the sharks, why did he agree to let that one scientist take the pregnant shark as if that one thing could keep government from putting a bounty on sharks heads that's silly and he's easily manipulated secondly why would he sell his other shark sammy to that bar owner to do the little mermaids of lychee-lychee thing in in the tank i mean the guy said look i can't have anything in this part that doesn't belong to me so just sign this bill of sale it means nothing you just signed a bill of sale, fuckhead. Of course, it means something. You just sold your shark. So you love these sharks so much that you just give them to random people so that whatever happens is going to happen. You no, you're dumb. Also, the the whole thing about how he how he can talk to sharks and everything this is this is great. Okay, so you survived some kind of firefight in a foreign country, which is obviously filmed about 500 feet away from where they filmed the rest of the shark scenes, which is in Florida. So first of all, if you can believe that Florida is, I don't know, Colombia or wherever the heck they said they were, go right ahead. So he climbs out of the water onto the shore, okay? And he, and just right there in front of like a, like a beach changing like canopy tent is just like this random Tibetan priest i guess who gives gives him a special magical pendant and tells him that as long as he wears that he will always have a home with the sharks because he was willing to fight for their lives or i don't know it's some real skateboard kid mumbo jumbo so he's just he's just shitty arthur curry now king of the florida inlets and the sharks trust him implicitly because that's how biology works but he's still selling them off like bundles of tobacco so I don't understand look if somebody gave me a medallion and told me that suddenly I could talk to sharks I would not believe that gentleman
1: <laughs> what you would get away, in the water
3: no and I would I would <laughs> I would walk away from him because he has some issues but no this guy's just like, really? Oh, well, okay then. It's like giving it's like, you know, giving him a cape and telling him he can fly. <laughs> so no, he's not he's not smart and he's not brave and he's not a hero. He's just this deluded putz. Who, for some reason, just you know, sought a hatch into the floor of his house that he could open up and stare into the water and talk to whatever fish come up it's just it's it's weird, so anyway, final point on this is I'm watching this, and I'm thinking I've seen this before, right I mean this is this is all really strangely familiar, and then in the credits, I realized that the writer and director is William Greffe, and he's the same guy who did Stanley. Remember Stanley? But the guy who lived in Florida, I was and could talk to, that, yeah. And he could talk to snakes, and he sold all of his snakes to nefarious people, and then when they betrayed him, he sent the snakes after them, but they ended up killing him in the end. It's
1: the same fucking movie. It's
3: Ben. It is it yeah, just give it a name. It's Ben, it's Stanley, it's I don't know, Gerard. Just give it a freaking <laughs> name. And it's the same, it's the same plot beats at the same points. I mean Wild Bill didn't just go back to the well for this movie. He jumped into it, and this is not.
1: So did he jump the shark is what you're saying? <laughs>
3: oh my god, I love you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, he totally jumped the shark. Okay.
4: Uh,
0: hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was
0: laughing while muted, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, but that was good. I'll take my own horn on that one. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Anything else? Thanks.
3: No, I mean, God, just <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
3: just it's just it's just remarkably silly to me, and I actually kind of feel bad for Shark Avenger just okay. because. He's because he's not. I mean, he's doing some really hotly aggressive, you know, Greenpeace kind of shit. But he's betraying the sh- sharks as much as those people. So,
0: man, <laughs> I, I think it was Free Willy Two that had the the the, the, the plot line with, with the poachers in it. This guy needed to be part of that movie because um, this guy could talk to sharks and shit. And when you reach that upper level, you, your mind, body, and soul are one with the sharks. And his medallion told him so, and uh, no, I I had I had a good time with this movie. Um, it's it's my kind of stupid, and I think that if 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 Sonny was smart, our 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 titular asshole uh, Richard Jekyll was smart, he, he would have started started a sweet underwater show with these sharks. It's like how they do all these tricks. You never know, because he controls them with his mind and a fucking medallion, apparently.
3: Does he control them with a special shark-proof plastic?
0: <laughs> exactly, shark-proof
1: plastic. Where that just was looks that? like
3: Saran wrap.
1: <laughs> that he could easily—the shark couldn't get through it, but he could easily rip a hole in it.
3: Yes.
0: Oh boy, shark teeth don't work like that, y'all. That's all I'm saying. You know. Uh, yeah, I do about a half an hour in. This movie is going to be a real wet, wacky show. I mean, like you guys mentioned, like. <laughs> He is like the green. If uh, if if Aquaman became a Greenpeace officer, it, that that would be this guy because he could he could talk with the sharks, he could walk with the sharks, and uh he, he could uh come onto your boat and kill you if he, if he if he catches you poaching, like like that wild scene with um with Ajab and his speedo and, and uh the, the the bad guy for from Avengers and Babysitting, the man gangster who I've seen. I think he's in Stanley as well. I think that that he is. What? Um, I think so. so. Not only did he, just, <laughs> not only, did he not only did he borrow plot, he borrowed actors from from Stanley as well. <laughs> it's just um, thanks, guy. I really, I really, I really, I really enjoy this movie. I mean, people talked about. We talked about it when we did the Stanley review that we read about the the abuse to the snakes in that movie. Well, like Ira said, they they show you. In this movie, and they tell you at the beginning that they, they filmed this the, with, with the, the handlers without cages and yada, yada, yada. And you get beautiful underwater shots in, in this movie for as, as crappy as the video is. Which I, I hope somebody releases this in a more cleaned up form one day. I mean, you get some great underwater stuff, but you get some not so great stuff. Like when they're hitting them with the dart, with with the thing. And that may hurt you in when you, when your animal lover thing, because... And uh, I know they're sharks, they're, they're predators, but still, and it, it hurts to watch. And um, yeah, that, that sucks about this movie. Let's get back to the fun stuff, though. Richard Jekyll, uh, man about town, man about sharks, has pet <laughs> sharks, and uh, he shows them to the people and just talks to them like that's a normal occurrence. It's like, they'll come, they'll come eventually, I promise. Just like, Wait, no, see, there they are, there they are, you know. And they come and you are supposed to believe that he, he's talking to them, but they're staring at him like he's some kind of weird baby man and insane person and he should have, he
5: should
3: have just named them Harvey and Drop Dead Fred.
0: There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> and um yeah, that's a thing in this movie. I, I love when the revenge stuff starts to happen. It's it's not as funny as um what's what's the guy's name? Jumping new swimming pool and Stanley. Nothing's as funny as that, though. Alex Rocco. Alex Rocco doing the the, the belly flop in, this, in the swimming pool of snakes. Not many things are funnier than that. But when you see stuff like him cutting cutting a hole in the screen, of the shark screen, so you can eat the eat the, the stripper who swims erotically with the shark, you know what's going to happen. He's going to fucking eat her, and it's going to be hilarious. And I was not disappointed. I just don't get how the cops found out right away, and somebody made them swallow this, that... This guy is using sharks to attack people, and uh, this is a thing in this in this movie. And the cops believe it; they come right after him, because you know after a long, a long shootout, um, you know he gets shot, and eventually goes. I, I, Did he drop the medallion in in the water? This is what happens in this movie, because you really don't think, see it. I like well, he,
1: no, he took it off.
3: No, he took it off and just left it on the table. Thereby I mean, disassociating a- himself from the world of the Sharks.
1: And then, yeah. Does that mean he realized he was being a complete asshole with the Sharks? I'd imagine. No,
3: I think it meant he just didn't want to, you know,
1: take
0: Goodbye, a, cruel take, world. <laughs> yeah,
3: take take a jail shower.
0: Oh, uh, yes. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't think there was a a, 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 a maco in this movie at all. I think it's a maco, but, um, yeah, I, I didn't notice it. I don't know Sharks very well either. I'm, I'm glad Iris pointed that out, though. Now it kind of ex- loses some of its credibility in this already wacky film. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I had I, I never seen this before. I'd never even heard of it before, but I know, now there's like, I know there's like 200 of these, you know, not not Jaws shark films out there, and this, this one's a little more unique than some of the ones I've ever seen, so I'll give it that. Not unique in the fact that it's not the same movie as Stanley, because it is but unique in the fact that it happened in a shark movie. So so there's that. But um, in, in the end, you're, you're, you're glad that he died because he's, he's a bad man doing bad things. Uh, although he thinks he's doing good things, but he's more insane with his, his shark love, which I'm pretty sure that he's putting, at this point, he's putting his own chum in the water, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, according oh, to Charlie nice. and Pete, that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Just spread the, spread the seed of the Jekyll. All over, <laughs> all over the shark diverse.
1: You know? Ew.
0: Yeah, that's that's nasty. I'll, I'll kick it back, Iris. and ask her uh, any more thoughts, and what does she give a 1 to 10?
1: Uh, I'm going to give this a 6, a little more than just me. Because I was entertained, and I did enjoy watching the underwater footage, and even though there were tiger sharks, not makos, it still made for some good feeling. And here's just... Uh, you know, just random trivia that Iris knows. Uh, tiger sharks are called dancing sharks because they um, love to swim, and the, the way they swim is just so pretty and stuff that they're called dancing sharks. But anyway, just a little thing. And there are shows with tiger sharks. In, I think it's in the Philippines where, um, yeah, they do have them, and they have music and they're dancing around. Cool.
0: He could have made some bank there in Florida, in Florida. <laughs> if he had the, if he had the, the, the croaking there was an the alligator in Florida. The, 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 in Florida. Uh, yes, alligators, Florida. If they, if they had, he had a special alligator medallion. He could have had a dancing shark and alligator show, and hey, he could have been there making a whole lot of money there, and I'd have to sell his his sharks to to horror horror shows. And you know. <laughs> you know,
1: Jeffrey did make a good point. I didn't even.
0: Think about that, man. Oh, man. X, anything else, sir? What do you give a one to ten?
3: First of all, I want to say that I did not realize that there was as much animal violence in this movie as there is when I when I chose it for this show, so I apologize for that. No. And that's nobody's a tra- that's
0: be traumatized, you know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just
3: saying, you know, Jamie, don't watch this friggin' movie, okay? No, don't. Um, and... Yeah, he will be angry and probably angry at me, and I don't, I don't want to have that on my conscience. But beyond that, um, this is just a, this is just a fever dream. This is something you write when you're, you know, naked in the desert, sucking on peyote for three weeks. So um, I'm going to give it a three.
0: Okay. Um, I'm with that I don't think it's middle of the road at all. I, I, I enjoyed it, but um, I, I give it, I give it a solid. I give, I give it a 5. I will call it middle of the road. But just not, not insulting. I, I, I had a good time with it. I think most of you guys will have a good time with it. It doesn't cost anything to watch if you haven't have Prime. You guys can go check it out. Uh, Mako. Mako. A film not starring Mako. The Jaws of Death uh, is available on Prime. Both these films are available on Prime. So go, go check it out <laughs> if you'd like to. But after this we're going to talk about the aforementioned film. Directed by the great Chuck Russell, could be the not so great Up from the Depths. Right after this,
3: badasses, boobs, and body counts is a weak, lined house and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. <laughs> Mark, if you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn
3: grooming. Listener favorite Iris. I uh, not have sex with that horse. <laughs> <laughs> make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs episodes drop every sunday and can be found by searching bb and bc podcasts via lipson itunes stitcher google play music and iheart radio you can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com
4: imagine yourself on a dream vacation sipping mai tais surfing at waikiki basking in the warm Hawaiian sun, swimming in the tropical ocean. Your vacation is about to end. Beneath these waves lies a horror beyond imagining, hungry for human flesh, and it's coming up from the depths. out of its way if you can. A monster that rips and tears, hungry for flesh. A living tidal wave of terror is rising, clawing, eating its way. Up from the depths, your vacation is about to end.
0: Up from the depths, from 1979. Your short plot synopsis is this. A giant shark-like creature, not really, Catfish (laughs) looking like a guppy. Oh man, I'm gonna kick it to X first and ask him what he thinks of the film.
3: I had more fun with this than I had with, um, you know, Psycho Shark Man, yeah, just because this one feels like it really wants to be a B movie where I think Jaws of Death was trying to like make some kind of statement or something, and this yes. one's not. The statement is, the statement in Up from the Depths is, prehistoric fish will eat your ass.
1: <laughs>
3: and they have 12 dorsal fins for no apparent reason, I guess, so that the fish can only swim straight. This seems like a very bad evolutionary um, decision to me. But um, there's a lot of great stuff in, in this particular movie. Like the very first, you know, the the girl who gets killed before the credits even roll really she's some kind of researcher but she's got the standard Jacqueline Bisset, the deep scuba diving outfit on which is a white t-shirt and a pair of panties and, <laughs> and,
1: and that and, beautiful accent
3: right and, and a scuba tank and then when she gets eaten because well, of course she gets eaten and the blood bubbles up into the water the guy who's on the boat waiting for her does nothing <laughs> he's got a glass of of wine sitting on top of the steering console and he's just like hmm.
0: <laughs> what? I, was, I was watching this at work and i was commenting to my coworker. i was like that girl that white girl's got two nice ass died this early in this movie what's gonna happen
3: <laughs> anyway the whole thing takes place at a hawaiian resort so you get to meet a lot of the guests who were there and that's cool the 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 Um, Manager of the place looks like a skinny Herb Adelman. So he's like Big John, Little John running this fucking Hawaiian resort. But there's um, Sam Bottoms is the main actor in this, and he's like a swindler um, dude. And you don't really hear a lot about Sam Bottoms, you hear a lot about Timothy Bottoms. So I guess it's like he's like the lesser Baldwin. Maybe there are a lot of lesser (laughs) Baldwins.
0: You have Adam Baldwin. I, I don't think it's Lester Baldwin. You have uh right. Stephen Baldwin. You have uh, what's what's the one from? Um,
3: there's David. Billy. There's there's Billy. There's Daniel. Um, there's Alex. Oh,
0: and Daniel Daniel did that one thing which he wrote an article about. I think that uh, Jack Carpenter's vampires.
3: Yeah, he did vampires, and he's he's terrible in that. But anyway, yeah, the Bottoms were like the Baldwins of of, of the seventies. Timothy Bottoms. Was, Great in roller coaster, by the way, is the crazy I like oh, to blow up amusement park rides. Yeah, it's a good movie. So anyway, you just got a bunch of wacky characters, mostly old old dudes in their lives. There's one guy who just likes to get drunk all of the time, and I can absolutely relate to that. But what Sam Bottoms and his little compadres do is they set up a fake treasure hunt. They go and kind of put stuff underwater and steer their rubes into going to find it underwater and of course I, th- I think that's brilliant because the main thing in a movie like this is how do you get people into the water and I thought that was a really good conceit for getting people out into the ocean because when things happen in the water in a movie like this and I've never understood this especially when you realize oh it's this is a thing fish um, things happen in the water and the people on the beach freak out. Yeah. Now, now this only makes sense in piranha two, where you have flying piranha. But as so is this fish gonna like just come trucking up onto land like a James Bond boat and just start eating people? No, it's not. So just everybody calm the the, the fuck down. I also like the fact that when the resort sponsors a hunt for this creature. The people in the resort start stealing the decorative spears from the restaurant. <laughs> one guy, one guy has a flamethrower, which is precisely what you need when you're on, I don't know, the water is fire. <laughs> and then there's the one Asian dude who is, you know, chanting a Buddhist mantra and then all of a sudden yelling bonsai. Now, I don't know how many more stereotypes you can cram in to one character who's only on screen for five minutes, but he's right there. You've got these two people in scuba suits who, when they're on shore, walk backwards the entire time. They walk backwards down the sidewalk. They walk backwards to the beach. They walk backwards into the ocean. It's like a residence video, and it's just bizarre. And the worst thing about it, I think, the saddest thing, is you've got two people out looking for this fish. They're in a glass-bottom boat, and Danny Thomas is nowhere to be found. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this. You've got big, dumb, goofy rubber monster. Um, You know, I don't care about how Jaws of Death is like. Oh, we filmed all this stuff without cages. I don't care about that. I'm going to know how many pygmies you've got inside the damn rubber fish suit and how you're pulling that along. That is what I'm interested in. So this is a lot of fun. um, A lot more fun than the other one. I thought.
0: Cool, Iris.
1: Um, I. I'm in the same place with um, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey, because this this was this was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it was just hilarious to think that there is this you you see the you know the the theatrical poster, and you've got this thing with teeth, and you're like, oh, look, cool. And then when you see the monster, you're like, ah, this is, is is this a Roger Corman film? Yes. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cause it is great. And of course, um, so this movie, uh, you know, Charles Griffith, of course, is the, the guy that was directing this. So, um, you know, he, uh, from what I was reading, he thought he was being punished and being said to the Philippines to, uh, film this. And basically, what he did was pretty much, you know, say, fuck you, I'm going to film this as a comedy. And that's what he did. And by the time, uh, he, you know, he got back, um, there was, a, I think they said 75 minutes uh, worth of the movie cut out. So, um, which I think I would have been fun to watch. And Arlie uh, Ermey was in this movie. And I, for the life of me, I'm going to have to watch this movie again to see where he was. Because I don't remember seeing him. So, um, but yes, this food, this movie was lots of fun because it was one of those typical, you know, rubber monster movies. Uh, <laughs> there's one point where during the beach scene that um, uh, X was talking about, <laughs> um, the, there's this uh, kind of like platform where everybody's jumping into the water and then the monsters come in and like, everybody get out of the water and everybody's just like, what. Ah! the monster hasn't, or the fish hasn't hit the platform yet and the guy the, the, the guy is already dropping into the water you know, like pretending that it had and all this stuff happens and then they they pan through the crowd as you know, uh, everybody's running around and they show the platform and the guy on the platform is just kind of has his, uh, the rifle down or the shotgun or whatever he has Holding it by the barrel and just walking back and forth, like, okay, so I guess my shot's done. What are you guys gonna come? Begin-? I mean, it was, <laughs> there's just so much in this that um, it's just enjoyable just to watch for that, and um, just and then you've got the the pretty boy and the girl, and um, they're kind of like on opposite ends because there's. Um, the hotel proprietor—I forget his name. Cause he's, he's over the top. Um, Pretty he, boy
3: had some rock and mutton chops too.
1: Yeah, Greg Oliver. Yeah. Oh, it so um, he and Rachel, who is on the hotel side, and Greg, who is on the uh, Sullivan side, they are just you know two factions that are worn against each other. But then they unite to confront this monster in the end. <laughs> which is, Okay, whatever. Um, but um, yeah, and I was, I have to say that I too was sadly disappointed that the first diver that went into the water ends up getting eaten. But it ha- did have that classic Corman where um, you don't get to see the monster until the very end. And when you do get to see the monster, you start cracking up because you're thinking, oh my God, this is what was scaring you? This is fucking hilarious. Right. So, right. Yeah, I was completely entertained with this movie, and I really, really loved it for all the wrong reasons.
0: Oh man, up for the depths. Ah, uh, yeah, this is a Jaws ripoff in every sense of the word. Right, th- right down to the soundtrack, because you, you do just when our Guppy, our big uh, foam. The, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. If you guys remember, foam the 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 rabid dolphin from One Crazy Summer. Oh my
3: god, yes. <laughs> it
0: kind of reminded me of, whatever it creeped up, that's what it kind of reminded me of. But more green and more catfishy-like, with more more fins, and, you know, need more fins on this fucking creature here. Kind of reminded me of the Allosaurus from Jurassic Park 3, if it was a fish, you know? Oh yeah! So much spine on that fish, it was insane. But you know what, like you said, Iris, they use it very sparingly. And that 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 was that was uh, essential to the film to use the creature very sparingly. As far as you seeing the creature at all, you would see it like do its little swim up thing with with the music going, and you see pretty much blood from from the water. I guess he gummed him to death. I guess this is what happens because you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, but and you know this is something I forgot to add and this in this movie you actually get to see blood in the water. Yeah. Besides shark
0: yeah, and, and 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 trails in the water because they keep washing up on shore and down to tourists and that's kind of funny and uh you think they would know they would notice that those are like intestines and in human body parts but nope oh i got some goo on me honey help me help me honey you know he's got the goo on him <laughs> and, uh, um our 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 host of this 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 fantasy island our, our most not effeminate gay man, Mr. 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 Rourke, but not really. I forget his name now in the movie. It's not Mr. Rourke though. It's Mr. Forbes is is the the guy who dresses in pink and wears wears weird clothing, but is not gay apparently in this movie. Although you think he would be an effeminate gay man the way he was dressing, uh, just wants people to stay calm and have some free drinks throughout the entire film. And uh, when stuff some bad stuff starts to happen. Um. Yes, yeah, so, you guys mentioned the stereotypes. Uh, the two, the two Asian guys who get the boat. I was totally expecting, cause you know this is like stereotype crazy this whole movie. That when what happens to our, our 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 guppy by at the end of this movie happens. I, I, I want to say let me say like sushi for everyone. Yes, yes, yes. You know it saves the resort their, their sushi making skills. Um, but that would been more racist. Um, No, great time. You know, you get some, you get some, some shitty tourists, which is what you want in a movie like this. Just shitty tourists, getting, getting lined up to be eaten. I, I love I loved the hustle. Like like X says, hey, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go scuba diving looking for 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 a buried treasure that you, which you find out, is it real? Is there a point in this movie where they find it that it's real treasure down there?
3: I think that sort of happened, but it wasn't really dwelt on a whole lot.
0: Because all of a sudden, hey, we found real ivory and gold down there. It's like, yeah, I guess that's a thing now. And uh, well, yeah,
3: but we got a friggin' gigantic koi that's trying to eat everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, it's good that the creature design was was good for when you saw it. When you finally saw it, it was like, yeah, you you can see why they use it sparingly because you know budget or whatnot. It's a it's a silly good time though. We, with lots of tourists getting I, I'd imagine gummed to death by this giant catfish. Cause I don't know if you ever watched those hillbillies stick their arm in the water to catch catfish, but it doesn't seem to be hurting them. But um, you got some good you got some good blood coming up from the water and stuff, and to to actually chum up that water not with semen but with blood. Maybe maybe some semen. I don't know. Could be some semen. In this movie. Well,
3: there was it was a resort. I'm sure there was some all inclusive
0: semen involved. Yes, <laughs> it's <so> gross. <laughs> that's that's how it goes at my resort. You gotta have the all inclusive semen, It'll be right there in the brochure, next to next to the daily activities. Limbo with all inclusive semen included. Gross. How low can you go? We'll find out. You know, I'm done. I'm from the depths. <laughs> it's it's a fun movie. Uh... I recommend watching it, it's on Amazon Prime, and I think, again, another great, a great uh, Blu-ray transfer, so you get to see all of this lovely schlockfest in 1080p, so yeah, get on that, y'all, it's it's a good time, but I'll kick it to Iris, and uh, ask her any other thoughts, and what did she give 1 to 10?
1: Um, this was lots of fun, I'm gonna give this an 8, because, like any of his movies, I really, really enjoy these corn flakes I have ever since I was a little kid, and every time I see one, it's kind of like I am transformed into that little seven-year-old that just enjoyed these stupid ass films. So I'm going to give it an eight. X.
3: I'm with her. I'm also going to give it an eight. I think this is a lot of fun. I really. <laughs> there's one scene I have to talk about because it's great. Um. The. the the thing fish whatever you want to call it the big old guppy um, kind of sideswipes. one of the dudes is in a swimming suit or like a wetsuit and he dies he dies on the boat but his last words his last words are don't throw me back in don't throw me back in so they use his body as bait right. <laughs> that's <the
1: point. laughs> it's, it's just so morbid <laughs> It's what he would have wanted. No, he was saying "Don't throw it back in." It is the opposite. It is the complete opposite of what he wanted. It's so fun.
3: Yeah, I think for that alone, I'd give the movie an eight.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, I, I give it a, a solid seven. I gotta watch it again. I, I enjoy this kind of schlock. I, I enjoy the the fact that this this is a thing. This uh these bad Jaws rip offs that are just kind of really funny. So they, they get high ratings in, in, in circles like ours, <laughs> but yeah, it's a seven out of 10 for me. I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And then, um, that's the end of this one. And we'll, uh, come back and we'll close out the show. Hello, folks. Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, X is still here, and I'm so glad he's here, brother. Okay, can I say that, that I'm glad you're here? You can <laughs> say it. I've missed you. I've missed you dreadfully. Not the mother other co-hosts suck or anything, but, you know, there's a certain kinship that you and me have that, that I don't have with them, so.
3: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair to say, Yeah.
0: Now, can, can I say that you may be back for another show? Not not sometime soon, but hopefully sometime soon. I'm 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 hoping to do some more stuff with you if you're if you're comfortable with that.
3: I know we've got one more thing possibly planned for the the future, but yeah, there's some.
0: will we'll, we'll,
3: I, I will make no promises, but I okay. but we will we will see.
0: Okay, <laughs> I can I can live with that, brother. All right, but uh, yeah, I'd like for you right now to to tell the folks uh what you have going on. Are you doing some writings and stuff for the website and uh, tell the folks where they can find all that good stuff.
3: Everything that I'm doing right now um, is over at Biff Bam Pop, which is actually a really, really cool website. They've been around for 10 years from crying out loud. And I review music and movies, especially stuff that's on Amazon prime. So head over there and just do a search for my name because you know, those computer phone things are magic And we'll pull everything right up. Um, Should have a new book out early next year. And that's pretty much it. Just out here in the country, being a granddaddy and stuff. So,
1: yeah. How's that going for you?
3: It's interesting. It really is. Um, You know, everybody says that being a grandparent is different than it is being a parent. And it's true. it's, It's kind of like how I imagined it would be that being, you know, being, being you know, Papa X as 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 they call me. Being Papa means that I get to be like Christopher Walken and brainstorm. Take him, it's pants a fault. So <laughs> and I don't have I don't have to deal with any of that. It's just like here you go, that's yours. You can you can deal with that. But I still get to have all the fun with him and he grabs my hair and you know, and I take pictures of him and he's really fascinated with my you know, with, with the camera, so it's it's fun.
0: I can tell he's a big smiler, dude. He smiles at everything. He is a happy kid
3: when he's not, you know, gassy.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: anybody's happy kid when they're not gassy.
3: I, yeah, right. I mean, this isn't really a revelation of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> unless,
0: unless it's time for that burping contest, then you know you got to be gassy for, for gassy' sake, you know. <laughs> I'm Iris, sure he, would you? i oh, sorry. i
3: was going to say, I'm sure he will learn how to do that on command.
0: Yes. Belt so. burp the ABCs. You, you need to learn these things, you know. To, to be, be obnoxious with it. Uh, Iris, what about you? What you got going on?
1: Um, Let's see. Well, we are going to
0: be recording
1: a uh, episode of
0: BBNBC at the end of this
1: month. So um, we'll be, I'll be doing that. And then uh, Theme Warriors also is going to be recording sometime soon. And our theme this, for this month is going to be um, our favorite horror movies when we were between the ages of 8 and 12. So that's going to be fun.
0: Cool. Uh, me, this show, and the 2 drink Minimum commentaries can both be found on LegionPodcast.com. Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast, can be found at Horophilia.com. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to say that Suzanne is not here today for, for a sad reason, because her puppy, by the time you guys hear this, her onlyest dog, Daggy, will be gone to what pet owners call the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, that means that he's no longer on this earthly realm. He's, he's gone away, he got real sick last night, and he's immobile right now, so it's the end of the days for the old boy, so Godspeed, Daggy. Love you, you big walking carpet. It's uh, it's nice to have known you. And um, speaking of animals, uh, come check out the Fleas and Flicks charity auction. First weekend of December, that'll be happening on the Facebook group page. I mean, on, yeah, the Facebook event page. You guys can go on there and bid on some items. There's been some, some good stuff popping up. Uh, lately, I'll be showing some more stuff. I had Don Coscarelli signed a couple of production stills from Phantasm. Hopefully I'll get those to the actors as well. That'd be nice, huh? But um that's about it for this one. X, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir, for coming on. I uh come to me in my time indeed, and I appreciate your brother for that.
3: Not a problem. Thank you. It was a lot of fun.
0: And Iris, thank you as well, for sure.
1: Oh, of course. It's, I've been missing recording with you guys. And X, it is fucking wonderful to hear your voice. Oh, thank you. Make a man blush over here. I kind
0: of do that once in a while at least they did it twice (laughs) Yes. we'll we'll see you all next time Uh, this has been your some beef podcast where if you've got beef we've got the grinder see you next time
2: took her th-